0: Hey, welcome to episode two of the Omaha Dines podcast. I'm Sarah Baker Hansen, the food critic from the Omaha World Herald.
1: And I'm Matthew Hansen, a columnist at the World Herald and Sarah's dining partner.
0: And husband. Uh, so thanks for all your positive comments about our first show. Um, we really had a lot of fun doing it, and it sounds like a lot of you really enjoyed watching or listening to it. So this week we're back. It's Valentine's Day week, so we had a really obvious topic, Valentine's Day.
1: Love is in the air.
0: It is in the air. So we're going to talk a little bit about our own um, Valentine traditions, because we thought that was a good way to kick this off. And we have a pretty distinct Valentine tradition.
1: Yeah. For years, we did the kind of what I would think would be the standard Valentine's Day thing. Uh, Made a reservation at a slightly nicer than average restaurant for us, Um, got dressed up, Mm -hmm. spent a... Decent amount of coin, <laughs> um, had a decent time. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It it felt there were a couple problems with it. What do you think the problems with were uh, of that sort of standard way?
0: Well, I think the first thing that happened was we went to all the restaurants that we wanted to go to like a few years in a row. Yeah. And the second thing was we didn't have a lot of coin to spend. Right, I remember.
1: <laughs> I remember specifically in a restaurant that shall not be named. We went there once early on in our relationship, and when we left, I, I had no money left in my <laughs> name. <laughs> this is a long time ago when times were times were pretty tough. Yeah.
0: So we decided that it might be fun. I guess we kind of decided it together, or maybe one of us suggested it. That it would be fun to do every other year. We would do a fancy what we called a fancy. And then the next year we would do something like super cheap.
1: Right. And but so I, I was thinking about it. And the first thing was the funding source. And I think this happened after the time when I went right, broke on did, Valentine's uh, day, yeah, uh-huh. the, uh, it became a annual event to save all of our change, change and use it
0: on Valentine's Day. <laughs> for the Valentine's Day, meal. Out
1: of necessity, Right, apparently. but we needed
0: more time to save change, so we would save like two years of change, and then we would cash it all in, and we would use that for our meal. On
1: Valentine's the fancy one. Meal. The yeah. fancy, but yeah, then yeah. the
0: opposite year would be the cheap year, so we wouldn't have to use the change.
1: Yeah, and so the first year, we basically had fancy Valentine's Day and then... I don't know what the other one's called.
0: What do you mean? Just a cheap Valentine's Day. Cheap Valentine's Day? That's not (laughs) too sexy. No, it's not, but that's what it is. What was
1: the first one?
0: So the very first one was um, Matthew brought me breakfast from McDonald's takeout and a fake rose with like plastic dew drops on it. I
1: believe it was from Walgreens.
0: (laughs) And then for dinner, we went to Don and Millie's for 99 cent Marg's and cheese Frenchies. And then we went bowling.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because that was what 10 we've been married coming up on 10 years. Mm-hmm. That was maybe the first year we were married.
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: Um I mean we'd obviously done Valentine's when yeah. we were dating, but uh it was it, it's the most memorable Valentine's Day I think yeah. that we've probably had yeah. as a as a couple. It
0: was really fun.
1: And so we basically decided to keep doing that. We we went back and forth. Right. And I mean the the for the fancy, and it's fun because we save all this money, all our quarters and dimes and pennies, so we don't have to worry about the, Which we the price. We still do that. Oh, we yeah. still
0: save the change because yeah. that turned out to be. I'm such very
1: a... committed to that. Yeah. <laughs> that may be my most like. That's the most fun part to me right. is uh, cashing in wow. that change and you know finding out you're a <laughs> millionaire says about or whatever. My dining <laughs> company. <Yeah>. But... <laughs> well, it says something about my brain. I yeah. think.
0: Yeah. Right, so we've continued to do this. So we've we've revisited all of the fancy restaurants that we that we had been to before we started the tradition.
1: Yeah, I mean, V-Mertz mm-hmm. is an obvious one. We've yeah. been there for a couple of Valentine's yeah. fancy ones. We've been to Boiler Room for uh-huh. a couple fancy Valentines. Um, Grey Plume, yeah. uh, 801 Chop House. Some of these are for anniversaries, too. Right. It's hard to we keep those separate. We can't remember exactly. Separate. We
0: think we've gone to 801 Chop House on Valentine's Day. Yeah,
1: and in, in the West Omaha Dante right. is a place that I think we've right. been...
0: But the cheap years have turned out to be the really fun years. And we actually sat down and we um, made a list of everything we did. So we already said the first one. So then the second time, well, one of the times, we did Family Fun Center, which Mm -hmm. I don't think it's there anymore. In fact, I'm sure it's not. But it used to be on, like, 72nd and Dodge, and it was, like, video games. And then they would have, like, Ski Ball and, like, other stuff. And the second level... In its latter years, was all like 80s. Eight, video yeah, games.
1: that's what our, we played a lot of 80s video yeah. games. Yeah, so we did that,
0: that and then um, we had a heart pizza at the Zios on Dodge. Uh-huh. Um, we One year, this was an earlier year, too. We went to Kelly's Hilltop Bowl, which I, I don't know. I think it might still be there, but I'm not sure, which is like right off Saddle We Creek. went to
1: all the places that have now closed yeah, in Omaha, yeah. evidently.
0: <laughs> and then we went to the Homie Inn, and we had champagne and a pizza from Sergeant Peppers. Right. Which that's like a classic thing to do, yeah. I think. And then we also went to a now closed place in West Omaha that was an all-inclusive restaurant, bowling alley, and arcade that was called The V.
1: I can't believe that place folded. That place was awesome. It was
0: a really good... It (laughs) seemed like like such a good idea. I was
1: shocked by how cool I thought that place was. (laughs) The
0: bowling was cool. It was like blacklight bowling. Every lane was blacklight. And then... um, By the
1: way, that night it was us, teenagers and families. Yeah. We were we definitely were the, the only people there who was like a good idea. Strange adults with no children just rolling in there, <laughs> hanging out, playing bowl. some, what? what's that bowling called? Like cosmic, cosmic bowling? Cosmic bowling, yeah. Yeah, we were doing mm-hmm. some cosmic bowling.
0: Yeah. And then last year, um, I think this was last year or maybe two years ago. I don't remember what we did last year if it was fancy or cheap. I don't know. Well, anyway, w- one time in the past two years, we went and played at the dinosaur oh, mini golf. Yeah, yeah. In West Omaha. And then this counts as cheap because it was at Block 16, but we had the half pig's head. That was last year. <laughs> okay. I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Because I understand that they're doing going to do the half pig's head again. Right. Um, so that was really fun. The
1: nothing says romance. Like, like a half
0: pig's head exactly. on a big platter. Exactly. <laughs> Meat extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny. We were also talking about how Matthew and I have... Uh, restaurants play a big role not just on valentine's day but on our actual engagement and so and and our first date right and so we're just going to tell you all the stories about ourselves this week so we can get it out of the way but
1: right well it ties. i mean it ties to it omaha ties restaurants to omaha and restaurants. omaha food kind of and, tangentially. and also
0: the topic which is romantic restaurants right so you want to tell the first part
1: sure okay uh <laughs>
0: Just make it snappy. <laughs> this <laughs> happened
1: in, uh, I think, two thousand one, two thousand two.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Sarah and I both worked at the college newspaper, the Daily Nebraskan. Uh, I had heard through the grapevine that Sarah might be interested in in uh, having a date with me, and so That's very <laughs> weird the way you said that. but Okay. So, so... <laughs> I might not be interested now. <laughs> 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 so, so
0: <laughs> what happened was
1: we emailed back and forth I think and ended up, <laughs> I ended up securing a date somehow <laughs> and Sarah was out of college at this point living in Omaha I was still in college I just turned 21 I drove a beat up uh, uh, Chevy Cavalier filled with trash
0: <laughs> the story is so ridiculous
1: <laughs> and I was always habitually late and so I, I rolled up to pick up Sarah about 45 to 50 minutes late. Side
0: note, I lived with my parents, and they were convinced that Matthew was just not showing up <laughs> or that I had, like, created him. So we were both
1: cool <laughs> is what we were trying to say. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, But Sarah had chosen where we were going to go have a drink for our first date, and it was the French Cafe, mm-hmm. the now dearly departed French cafe,
0: not the French cafe underground, but the actual upstairs. There was like a bar. There was like a bar area when it used to be divided into two sides. So I liked to have. That's where I discovered French martinis, and I really liked to have those there. So that's where I wanted to go.
1: So Sarah's this you know fancy Omaha lady, classy lady. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm driving around in a trash-ridden Chevy Cavalier. I'm really regretting
0: us telling this. (laughs) No, this is perfect.
1: (laughs) And uh, so the date we we didn't have a whole lot in common i would say at that point in time mm-hmm. that's a diplomatic way to yeah. say that this date did not go it was a little well. awkward it involved a near panic attack of mine when i realized that i had to order a fancy cocktail or just a cocktail cafe. right because seriously the only drinks i'd ever had were like you know bush light or, <laughs> or uh i don't know some what what do you drink in i college? think you got i, even, I don't it, know it's been so long i can't remember i
0: drink fish bowls
1: yeah well
0: We didn't have that.
1: (laughs) That's another story. But the, um, so that made me super nervous. I believe I was flop sweating. We discussed sports, which Sarah didn't know anything about. We discussed art, which I didn't know anything about. It was a bad date. Yeah. And then I asked Sarah out on a second date and she said.
0: I think I just want to be friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, with the benefit of hindsight is totally understandable. (laughs) But uh, that was at the French Cafe. We had our second date. Maybe five
0: years later? It was later? like five to seven years later.
1: Uh, when I had moved to Omaha and was much more uh, suave. Well, we saw each point. other
0: in Lincoln right. at a bar, a college bar, and we just started talking and I knew it just moved to Omaha. And after I had said that whole, you know, let's just be friends thing, I didn't really think it was going to be like a romantic Date, But I gave you my phone number, and I said, you know, you're living in Omaha now. Like, if you ever want to get a drink, let me know. And so you called me the next day. And we got a drink, uh, actually with a bunch of former World Herald staffers at the Dubliner. Right. And we hung out with them for like five minutes, and then we just
1: talked for talked for the hours. whole rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah, and we basically have been together ever since. Yeah. But the to put a bow on this highly romantic story, <laughs> the... <laughs> when we uh when i bought a ring and i was going to propose to sarah uh obviously uh we needed to do it at the french cafe which meant that i had to get sarah into the french cafe without her knowing what was happening we were we went to the french cafe bar um you were you knew the bartender and yeah. you at one point were behind the bar with the bartender i think
0: i i don't remember I sat, that part like, but if you very said very so. nervously
1: <laughs> by myself at one of the tables and at then, least
0: by that point you had a drink order i'm sure yes
1: yeah. yeah i don't know what i ordered but it was definitely very cool yeah and then uh <laughs> and then you came back and i proposed at the at the french cafe. and
0: it was not only at the french cafe it was at the same table where we had our first yeah, date of course so we have a lot of uh wedding photos that we took on our wedding day at that table so that's our that's our story
1: this story's making me nervous all <laughs> over again yeah I mean, i'm having like sweaty? ptsd flashbacks
0: <laughs> it's worked out okay now we're doing our own podcast <laughs> okay so uh yeah we're gonna um talk for the second half of the podcast about our most our top kind of three each romantic restaurants. Yeah, and, and
1: sort of what makes a, a romantic restaurant. I right. Mean because that's that's an inexact science. Yeah.
0: Before we get to that, I did want to mention a couple stories um, that you should check out on Omaha Dines, uh, my website, the whole reason we're here, uh, which uh, you can find at omahadines.com. Um, so this week I reviewed uh, the new Ikasan Ramen downtown, which we really enjoyed. Yeah. It's really bringing good ramen uh, cool atmosphere and just kind of—it feels like it should be. It should have opened in like Benson or Blackstone, but it's in the Old Market. Well, it's
1: already in Benson. Yeah, the second know, location, but, but yeah,
0: I think it's so cool they picked the Old Market. Yeah, totally. And I'm really thrilled.
1: Down an alley, yeah, like exactly really how you neat. want this place to be. So
0: that you can check out uh, this week. I had an update on on the uh, Giordano's Pizza. Is it actually coming to Omaha? Is it not? There was a little fake. A little bit of fake social media involved with it this week. So you can check that out. And then Matthew and I are really excited to check out a new West Omaha cocktail bar called West End Cocktails that apparently has a whole wall of video screens playing like the hits of KGOR.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Now yeah, I really want to really go. go. The, uh, it's as far away from where we live as I think you, you can It's get on in like <laughs> 204th and Pacific. Oh, OK. Well, yeah. that's, so, that's it's in Elkhorn. so bad.
0: Yeah. yeah. So just a preview of what's live right now on Omaha Dines. Um, if you have any comments, uh, please send them my way. So,
1: And subscribe to Sarah's newsletter. And my newsletter. Which you which get is, to through Omaha Dines.
0: You can subscribe to it on the uh. right-hand side of Omaha Dines. Um, you get it every Tuesday. It's free. Uh, we just topped 17,000 subscribers. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and yeah, this week it will be about Valentine's Day. So sneak sneak preview of what I'm going to write about. All right. So are you ready to to do your list?
1: Well, yeah, but I want to talk a little bit about what you, like when we say romantic restaurant, Mm -hmm. what do you think of? Like what what is, what is, what are your kind of qualifications for Mm -hmm. a romantic restaurant?
0: I mean, I think atmosphere plays a huge role in romance, maybe more so even than food. And I think, you know, a lot of restaurants now, they do, they'll do like a special kind of romantic menu or a pre fee where, you know, you get like so many courses for a price. And oftentimes I feel like chefs take the Valentine's Day meal to do some really extravagant over the top stuff. And also sometimes some really classic stuff too. So I think the food can sometimes be. Take a. Uh, I think when people make a reservation for Valentine's Day, they think about the food and they know they want the food to be good. But the food takes a little bit of a second hat to the atmosphere yeah. and what it's going to be like in the space. So it I, seems
1: like classically, it's a French restaurant, yeah, or French inspired in some mm-hmm. way. It's dark, yeah, and it's or expensive.
0: not necessarily dark, but just like has the type of lighting that makes everybody look good, right. So it's dim, I would say. Okay. But it doesn't have to be like a nightclub or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Flattering not light. Not the French underground. No, no definitely not. <laughs> Let's just make uh, like mid-90s Omaha's yeah. jokes yeah. on this podcast. You <laughs> we are wearing a blue shirt, so you would fit right in at the French underground. Um, yeah, I think the atmosphere and the service and kind of just the whole nine yards, people really like that. And I think one of the restaurants that's on, I think, both of our lists... I think really most yeah. okay let's do that. your list
1: what's your top three most romantic restaurants in okay Omaha? Go. so my
0: number one romantic do you want me to start at three like i did last yeah, week yeah you gotta count okay. down so Build my number three choice is a very unusual choice but considering our tradition i obviously like you know think don and millie's can be romantic right. if you're with the right person and it's the right You know, atmosphere. So, my number three choice is the bar at Johnny's Cafe in in South Omaha. I love that bar. It has all the qualifications. It's got great classic cocktails. You can get an excellent, not too expensive meal in there, or you could go full on and get a steak. It's dim, it has like that type of flattering lighting, and it's just, it's all red in there. It's like red chairs, there's lots of red details. I just think it's like one of those classic kind of under the radar old school spots that if I were going on take someone on a date and that's where you know trying to think of a place that would be kind of unusual I think that would be a really good choice yeah and
1: it's it's always weird to me because Johnny's the restaurant side is usually packed yeah and the bar side is almost always empty and I don't know why you wouldn't just choose to eat on the bar side It's seriously like got a little bit of it's like mad men crossed with uh, some like country yeah, or something I mean, you know like dining... a like a hayseed version of mad men <laughs> the dining is going room on in
0: there. <laughs> dining room has its own particular appeal right but i find the bar to be the more appealing personally yeah. of the two and there's just something about it like we i've you know we've taken like people from out of town there to have that sort of like old school omaha steakhouse experience and i just think it's like a really great spot they for that they
1: have paintings in there from a uh, a uh, nebraska artist who Um, killed a town marshal and then was put in the Nebraska State Penitentiary and then uh, became a really famous jailhouse... Artist and yeah. sold his art all over the state. You wrote
0: a story about yeah. it in the Better Half. That's right. Yeah. And Johnny's
1: Cafe bought a couple of his paintings. It's probably 50, 75 yeah. years ago, and they're hanging up in that. I mean, it.
0: I mean, the kitsch value is like through the roof. Yeah, but there. it's not.
1: But it's, it's, not, it's legit yeah. because it's
0: not like it's not set up to be that way. Right. It just that's the way. It's It's like is. what
1: people try to set up restaurants yes. and bars like it now, is, except yes. this is. That's just this always is just been the like real that. thing. Well, right. you know, it's been there almost a hundred years, <laughs> right.
0: so it's got that going for it. Okay, now. I'm not going to do my next one. You do your number three. Oh,
1: okay. Jeez. Uh, My number three is also... It's a little bit of a wild card, not as much as uh, Johnny's is, but it's uh, Twisted Cork, which is... Uh, West Omaha-ish restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's on Pacific, right? Yeah. Right off Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that I love about Twisted Cork is it's very small, yeah. which is nice. It's got that it,
0: intimate factor. Yeah, it
1: has two rooms now, and the second room is more of a little more uh, casual. But the original dining room mm-hmm. is—it's not formal, but it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's got the feel that I want, where I feel comfortable, but it's—it's. It's also still really nice yeah. and the other key for me i mean twist of cork's a great restaurant it's one of the best mm-hmm. restaurants really west good of food. 72nd yeah in my opinion and it also has a fantastic wine list yeah that's like a cool idea like wines of the northwest it's all washington right yeah. is that right
0: a washington oregon, oregon yeah, yeah the upper northwest um
1: so and you know wine is a pretty nice component yeah, to add absolutely on, on valentine's day mm-hmm. get a nice oregon pinot
0: yeah. for you. <laughs> exactly yeah i like that place too i think it is kind of an off the wall pick i mean i think if you lived around that area it would be an obvious pick but it's not kind of on a lot of people's you know top three romantic right. restaurant list it,
1: it, it is because it's small it's almost always packed you definitely have to get a reservation we might be selling right. this to people and they might not have any valentine's yeah, day might. reservations but check out twist of cork for like a date night if you haven't been there yeah
0: yeah, and I think any of these could go for Valentine's Day, anniversary, birthday, you know, really any special occasion, I think,
1: mm-hmm. our list. The other good thing about Twisted Cork is seafood. Yeah. Seafood that's really nicely done and mm-hmm. a way to get away from the, you know, yeah. uh, red meat style of, of most places in Omaha. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay, so my second choice is just like such an obvious choice, but my second number two is La Bouvette.
1: Oh my god, I can't believe La Bouvette <laughs> didn't win! <laughs> <laughs> that is shocking. Well,
0: I feel like these are so close. My number one and my number two. Oh, wow. But I don't... Is it really that shocking?
1: I mean, I just can't believe you didn't... It's you just my everyday place. Yeah, it's yeah. my everyday place. Okay, so why t- why is La Bouvette so sexy?
0: Because I feel like it is... It transports you to Paris. In a, and who wouldn't want to be on, in Paris on Valentine's Day? I mean, it's like the most romantic thing. And I feel like... The thing I like about it, and I know a lot of people don't like the service at La Bouvette, but especially on a day like Valentine's Day, the last thing you want is somebody that's all up in your table, like wiping away crumbs with those crumb things and like folding your napkin constantly Mm -hmm. and like refilling your wine all the time, which are all, you know, parts of good service. But at the same time, you're there because you want to spend time with the person that you're with. And so they're not going to bother you. You can sit there for three hours. You can sit there for as long as you wanted and drink as many bottles of wine as you wanted. And by the way, the wine would be very affordable for the most part. Sure. And they don't take reservations on Valentine's Day or any day. So you would kind of have a more leisurely feel to your whole night. You might have to wait a little bit of time, but that's okay. You could get a drink, spend time with the person that you're with, and I just, I feel like sometimes that sort of leisure leisurely experience, especially on a night like Valentine's Day where it can be really high pressure, to like have this perfect night, yeah. um, it's kind of nice.
1: One of the things that I and I think this is true of a couple other places that are yet to come in our list. But one of the things about La Vuvette is I feel like it intimidates people a little yeah. bit. Which, and I get that. I mean, so when I first went there, I was like, I don't know what the half the things are on this menu, mm-hmm. you know. But you realize it. A, it doesn't matter. And B, you know, you have Google. You yeah. can you can figure it out. What what we the, still
0: have to Google a few yeah, things. Yeah, I mean,
1: there. and there's no and, or asking. There's mm-hmm. just no shame in that. And, and you kind of realize like people just have to sometimes break beyond the barrier of what might be comfortable to them sure. and then now La Bouvette is also my you know go-to place where yeah. it, it freaked me out a little bit mm-hmm. 12 years ago
0: and you know they do do they do when they when it is a special night like for instance, we went there a couple of years ago on New Year's Eve. And we had a big party, and they did a special menu, and the menu was beautiful. And it was maybe a little bit more expensive than normal, but it, you're not going to break the bank, and you're right. going to get something special. Um, you know, like you said, French-inspired. If you wanted a bottle of champagne or a bottle of sparkling rosé, they have an amazing, well-priced selection. And, I mean, the atmosphere, it kind of goes without saying. Yeah, it's just it is such a great perfect. atmosphere in every way. You know, and it, it's a little more casual. I mean, you could get dressed really dressed up and go there. You could wear jeans and go there. Right. I feel like it's just so approachable in in every way. And I, I mean, I'd and, go there on a yeah. Tuesday and be just as excited as I would on Valentine's Day. But... Completely
1: non-judgmental, except if you're in a hurry. And then yeah, everybody, don't go there in a hurry. Everybody in the restaurant. Don't is go there if you. you bought like tickets to a concert on <laughs> yeah. Valentine's Day and you have to yeah, like yeah, be no. out by you know no, no. seven o'clock. Don't. Bad, that's not yeah. what it's for. Nope.
0: Go go to one of the other places on our list.
1: My number two place was also La Bouvette. Really? Yeah, yeah. So we I didn't can... even know
0: La Bouvet was gonna be on your list. Oh,
1: sure. Okay. I mean it it is a it's a gorgeous spot and it I mean, especially in the winter. I mean you can say this about La Bouvette in any season, but the winter the windows get fogged. Right. Obviously, before Christmas they have the the de- that decorations lights. up. I mean, it's just such a lovely spot mm-hmm. to to spend time. And there's in. not
0: a bad seat in La Bouvette, I don't think.
1: No. All right. Your number one sexiest restaurant in Omaha. I've changed the classification. I know. <laughs> for most romantic to okay, sexiest. Okay, well, I'm
0: going with the number one most romantic. Okay, that's probably for the best. V-Mertz. Right. I mean, you can't beat it. It's, I mean, I feel like this is not an original choice at all. I feel like the entire city of Omaha, for the most part, would agree mm-hmm. with that as a choice. I mean, it's just, you know, it has sort of, I mean, all of the components of romance are there just the atmosphere, it's truly singular in the city. It's off the passageway, which, I mean, how many hundreds or maybe even thousands of people have their engagement photos or wedding photos, one of them taken in that passageway? I mean, it's such a quintessential Omaha spot, the passageway, and then having V. Mertz in there with just like the most beautiful flower arrangements, and like, the, the plates are just going to be. Everyone's going to look perfect, yeah. and you know the, I mean, s- the top rated, the top, the top right sommelier in the state is yeah. there, and he's going to pour you amazing wine to go with your meal. There's and a
1: waiter named David. Yes, who, who is, is French.
0: French. <laughs> And if you're lucky, you'll get him. But he has many personal requests for serving his regular customers. But it's just—I mean—it's just the most romantic place that I can imagine. And And fantastic food. Yeah, amazing food. And it also has that very like Parisian vibe, which I'm partial to.
1: How about a shout out to Vera Mercer too? Yeah,
0: I mean these are restaurants all Mercer restaurants. Yeah, Yeah. I mean one of my favorite. Like I mean, yeah,
1: they started. I don't know what the ownership situation is. They own. They own the spot, right? Do they own the passageway? they, uh, they own those know. buildings, yeah. I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, these restaurants are restaurants that she kind of like conceptualized and designed. And one of my favorite things about V. Mertz, and the bar at V. Mertz, Matthew and I do sit there sometimes. But it's not like one of, you know, pe- a lot of people don't sit there. But if you go around the back of the bar, along the east wall in the back, there are photos of um, construction crews actually digging out the passageway. Right.
1: You'd think it would have been there for hundred years. It's not been right. there for
0: that long, but um, it's been there for a long time. So if you've never checked out those photos, um, they're worth looking at because they, it's they just it a, makes it even more incredible.
1: The bar is gold yeah. at v yeah. It's not it made like of gold. But it yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah um okay. you can't go wrong with no Emerson. i yeah. mean save your money before yeah. you go save yeah. your change
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> save your change for two years
1: We'll <laughs> <laughs> bring the change actually into the restaurant no that would really ruin <laughs> it if someone came in with a
0: ziploc bag of change <laughs> i'm gonna
1: maybe try that next year
0: <laughs> no you're not um, definitely not
1: <laughs> my number one most romantic restaurant and i could easily i mean yeah. i didn't choose vmertz because i knew you were gonna choose yeah. it um but it's the boiler room and it's the same idea. It's funny because it also. And they're all the. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it is just, to me, the the spot in Omaha where you feel like your best self. I think you said that in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, great food. Great drinks. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it just. And, and actually, to me, um, not more casual, but a little more comfortable. Yeah. then, you know, the first time I went to the Boiler Room, I was a little more comfortable than the first time I went to v hmm, So really? A lot of people would disagree yeah. with that, and a lot of people wouldn't be comfortable at either of these places. Right. But, um, yeah, to me, the Boiler Room is where it's at.
0: I think the Boiler Room is such a singular space because it feels like it could be in a city much larger than Omaha. I feel like the Boiler Room has a very, like, New York restaurant feel, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like the other two that we just talked about are more Parisian. It feels like it could be, you know, like in the East Village or something. It's just yeah. so neat in there. And they did such a wonderful job with the atmosphere. And and I would say that the the menu there is gonna be a little more challenging in some ways. Yeah. Uh, they have more, you know, unusual proteins and that sort of thing. But that's one of the things that's really fun about eating there, you know. I mean they also sometimes have that pig's head. Like you, have pigs yeah, head. You might like get you can get, get
1: fish get... with the eyeballs still in. Yeah. But you exactly. don't have to. You it's can. not like you, you don't you can have also to get a but you nice can. piece of chicken. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mm. (laughs) 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 anyway yeah I think it's I can see how it's very romantic as well and you know you go into any of these restaurants maybe not the some of the earlier ones but for sure V Mertz and boiler room and there are tons of couples in there yeah And there are a lot of people there for a celebratory special occasion. But we oftentimes have gone to just the bar at the Boiler Room and had, like, shared a cheese plate and had a cocktail or a glass of wine. And, I mean, talk about amazing wine selection. Yeah, no kidding. You can get stuff at Boiler Room that you're just not going to get anywhere else.
1: Yeah. All right. It looks like we are uh, nearing an end to our time limit.
0: (laughs) And our second podcast. (laughs) So thanks for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoy. Uh, Find us on Twitter and tell us your favorite romantic Omaha restaurants. Um, I'm at S-B-H-O-W-H.
1: And I'm Cloud underscore scribe. Thanks, guys. Thanks.